Do you like comics? We're here to talk comics. This is the Superhuman Registration Podcast. Hello everyone, John here with a fill-in issue. We'll be back with our planned readings soon. I know everyone is very, very disappointed to have to wait for another round of Marvel Zombies. I'm so very anxious to get back to it. You know how I love me some Marvel Zombies. But we press on with this episode's topic, The Colors of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. These two um, worked together many times between 1991 and 2015. Um... It's one of my favorite writer-artist pairings in comics. Famously, they collaborated on Batman and Superman in the Long Halloween for Batman, as well as Dark Victory, and the Superman for All Seasons run for Superman. Different takes on the origin stories of these characters, as well as them dealing with notorious villains that have popped up throughout both stories, but since this is our Marvel Unlimited podcast, we're going to be focusing on four different titles that these two did together. Um, specifically, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, Daredevil Yellow, and Captain America White. Jeff Loeb, uh, in early in his career, uh, wrote some movies, um, gained notoriety for that, and wanted to work at DC. Um, grew up loving comics, and got a chance to write for Challenges of the Unknown. He needed to find an artist, and he saw a lot of artists that he liked their style, but he wanted something a little bit different, and that's where Tim Sale came in. He liked the work that he did for the fantasy series Thieves World, and uh, wanted someone who could draw some uglier characters, you know, some, some gruffer, grittier kind of guys, uh, for his Challengers run. And they've collaborated many times ever since. I got back into comics somewhere between 2008, 2012, and was looking for, you know, art, looking for artists to get better at drawing. I wanted to get better at drawing and improve my skills. I wanted to, you know, find someone to kind of emulate. And then that went out the window as soon as I saw Tim Sales' work. I loved it, but knew that, no, that I, I can't draw anything like that. He has a very unique style. His work was also featured in the NBC show Heroes. There was a precognitive painter, Isaac Mendez, who uh, Tim Sale did the art for. It's a very unique style. He uh, has a lot of strong poses, but Sometimes the anatomy will be a little bit wonky, but in a in a good way, in a way that you can tell he knows the proper way to draw something, but adds some unique uh, flair on it. There's great inking, great kind of a watercolor wash look to a lot of the backgrounds. Tim Sale was um, himself colorblind, so there was a colorist involved in a lot, but you could tell that um, he put on a lot of groundwork and worked with some really talented professionals to you know bring this particular. Um, these particular series in Marvel to light. The uh, colors that they, they pick all have different meanings, but um, usually it is a character that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale felt close to from early in Marvel's history, and they wanted to um, maybe tell a little bit about their origin stories um, and add maybe an extra chapter to you know what we already know about the characters. So in Spider-Man Blue, we see 
Spider-Man going through some of his old possessions. It's Valentine's Day. He is recording a tape for Gwen Stacy, who has passed. He's moved on with his life, and he's with Mary Jane, but he still has these feelings. He has this guilt, and he's reflecting on um, times earlier in their relationship. It's a retelling of some amazing Spider-Man stories, and um, including some other characters. So we see some classic Spider-Man villains, Craven the Hunters, featured prominently. We get to see Flash Thompson and Harry Osborn, and of course Gwen and uh, Mary Jane. The series ends with Mary Jane saying, "Oh, say hello to Gwen for me as well." Um, he's he's putting this part of his history behind him and moving on or trying to. And I think it's it's a great story and spectacular art. Hulk Gray is kind of the first few days um, after the Hulk becomes the Hulk, after Bruce Banner stops the Gamma Bomb from killing uh, Rick James. That doesn't sound right at all, does it? No. Rick Jones. I might just leave that mistake in. That's funny. Rick James... <laughs> It's so stupid. Yeah, I'm going to leave that in. Um, Rick Jones, because teenage sidekicks were all the rage back then, um, he saves Rick Jones from being hit with a gamma bomb, but is hit himself, becomes the Hulk, and the Hulk's original coloring in the comics was gray. And we see this character kind of figuring out who he is. He only comes back to being Banner a couple of times, and uh, Rick Jones figures out that, oh, the, Dr. Banner is hulking out, um, but it's still not known to everyone else. Uh, General Ross is after him. He and Hulk is drawn to Betty and, and tries to protect her, um, kidnaps her from her home. Um, and uh, she tells him to stop. She tells him, you can't do this. I, you know, I, I'm not happy here. And Hulk just doesn't get it. He can't. He can't you know, understand why Betty doesn't want to be with him. Um, she protects him from Ross, or rather protects Ross from the Hulk and explains to the Hulk that she loves the general and, you know, as bad as he is, he's still her father. Um, so we get, you know, maybe the first weekend of, of the Hulk being the Hulk before he's on the run and the army's after him. Um, again, great art. Um, some real, just iconic poses. We get, you know... The general and the Hulk just face to face yelling at each other, some great emotion, and the Hulk is is gray. Uh, the whole story is told in a conversation between the Hulk and Doc Sampson, who's a uh, psychiatrist and a, and a and a Hulk. Um, he may become some kind of Hulk himself later on, but he's a frequent uh, Hulk character. He is trying to kind of come to terms with Betty dying. I believe at this point in the comics she's dead. I don't know if that's one of the deaths that stays permanent or not, but the gray he's sorting out is, you know, between right and wrong. He's dealing with his grief. He's trying to see where the Hulk fits into the world and is there, you know, a gray area where, where he can exist. He hulks out at the end of the series and, and takes off um, knowing that he only has, you know, a few hours to talk to the doctor before they're on to him again. And, and so he, he goes on being the Hulk. Um, also, uh, costume change, color change from early in the career to later is uh, Daredevil Yellow. We see this is again 
a character relating a story to a long lost love. He's writing to Karen Page, who's died, and talking about you know his early days as Daredevil. We see his origin. We see the last fight of Batlin Jack Murdoch, how he didn't throw a fight he was supposed to, how he was um, killed by the mob, the people who were trying to get him to take a dive, and we see him starting his law practice with Foggy, how they both kind of competed for Karen's affection. We get a cameo from the Fantastic Four who just break in through the wall at their law office. It's pretty funny. And we see some... um, Daredevil villains, uh, the Owl, Purple Man, uh, make an appearance. But the uh, yellow of his costume comes from um, Batlin Jack Murdoch's uh, rope from when he went into the ring as a boxer. So we get the original yellow costume that um, Daredevil had himself when he was first created. And kind of similar to Spider-Man Blue, we, we see him dealing with the loss of a long-lost a, a long love through a letter. Uh, through talking to her about what happened and his whole side of the story. Uh, Lastly, we get Captain America White. When I first read this, I didn't really care for it, and then reread it, and it improved on reread. Um, I'm not sure how much it's needed. Some of the art is really great. Some of it I don't care for as much as the other ones, but uh, still worth a read and and better the more I'm thinking about it. But this um, relationship that's explored here is uh, Steve Rogers and Bucky. Steve wakes up from his time being frozen, We see the Avengers in their original costumes, which is pretty fun. And then we see through a series of flashbacks, he's just dealing with the guilt of uh, having lost Bucky. He feels responsible for Bucky dying because he encouraged him to be his partner. Um, He helped him out, you know, when he was a kid and really, really just was dying to get in the war and help people and fight the enemy. Um, They... uh, are on a mission with the Howling Commandos. They go over to Europe. They're in uh, North Africa at first, I believe. They join up with the French Resistance after fighting off some Nazis who are literally waiting for them. Tank pointed at Captain America's head at the top of a cliff they have to climb after their plane is shot down. And they, um, with the uh, French Resistance, go to Paris and fight the Red Skull. Red Skull is um, ready to destroy Paris going to burn down the Louvre, steal the Mona Lisa, and wreck the Eiffel Tower. You know, general bad guy stuff. There's some great shots of um, Cap fighting uh, Red Skull. You know, they're in the old costumes. You know, Bucky looks great. It's uh, exploring that relationship and and, um, Captain America dealing with that guilt. And he's talking to Fury in um, snippets of the, the present day. And uh, it ends with him wrecking his own statue at Arlington Cemetery, but leaving Bucky's as a memory of his friend and and of his loss and what he feels is um, his fault. So through these different, you know, character color uh, miniseries, each is six issues long, we get a little little bigger peek behind the curtain in the uh, characters. I like how it's. You know, an aspect that we're familiar with uh, with each of these guys, but it's better look into it if uh, you, you know, haven't read their origins. It's a, it's um, something you can read pretty quickly without having to dig through old issues of the comic. We get the 
typical Jeff Loeb writing. It's a lot of uh, a lot of captions, not a ton of dialogue. I enjoy what's there, but his you know thing is he's like the caption guy. Mainly, what I'm drawn to is Tim Sale's art. He was truly a unique artist. I I definitely recommend reading these. There's some excellent, um, just iconic poses of these characters that you know and love. So. We will be back with Marvel Zombies, I guess, if we have to. It is that time of year. Hope everyone has a good Halloween, and uh, we'll see you next time.